case and point. After chatting about those 3D guns, you might not want to build one quite yet because apparently you can't go to jail. Um, and we've also got news on that London man charged now in a, a racial confrontation, an alleged confrontation at a grocery store. And then, of course, let's talk about the story that everyone wants to talk about, the lawsuit against the Premier and the province of Ontario. Lauren Honickman joins us for this segment. Hello there, sir. Did you want me to do the music? I can do Can you? That. I don't even remember what... I don't know. There you go. No? I don't know what Something it was. Something like that. Let's talk. Uh, yeah. Which one do you want to talk about first? Well, listen. Let, let, we got to talk about City Hall. Okay. Okay. There's a there's a couple of things about it. I I, I just got to tell you. Uh, f- first of all, um, it's just so, and I, I think everybody's heard this and understands this. The province has the authority to do that and do what they're doing. So people have to understand that the city of Toronto is what we call a creature of statute. It wouldn't exist. It wouldn't exist except for the provincial legislation. So that's what makes the city of Toronto existing in law. So it has the authority to dictate constitutionally, and that goes all the way back to 1867. Okay. And one of the things that this story brings to mind, though, is, is process. That's what people are talking about. It's not whether or not the province can do it. It's whether or not... Um, they they can do it now in the way they're doing it. In other, and, and, way, in other words, without consultation. Right. I will so, argue that it wouldn't have mattered, Lauren, when they did this. They'd sure, still be sure, crying right. the blues. Right, but but law is law. And there is a provision, in this, it's called the City of Toronto Act, and it talks about consultation for the purpose of maintaining a relationship based on mutual respect, consultation, cooperation. So it may be a stretch, but what the city can do, uh, and it, to be creative, is to bring an application to the court and say, this section is being breached. Maybe there's another section, with, they maybe bring a charter challenge under uh, Section 7 of the Charter uh, and say that... Um, there's effective representation somehow is being challenged. Whatever it is, it doesn't really matter per se if that particular legal issue could win at the end. What matters is is that you need to bring a challenge like this to get what the city council wants now, and that's an injunction. Yeah. An injunction is stop the province from doing what it's doing until the court can adjudicate on the merits of that type of application. And that's what the Hail Mary Pass, I think, will try and be. Say to bring the lawsuit, and it doesn't matter. You can say, well, I don't think you're going to win at the end, but if it's what we call a serious issue to be tried, then they can ask for an injunction and say to the court, do not let the province do anything Mm. until the courts look at this. And that's the possibility. And so this council candidate for Ward 13, I guess, has filed legal action. So that paperwork is now in. Right. But uh, the bottom line is, um, you know, if I'm the province and I'm arguing back, you know, because their their defense will be they did this in the middle of an election to which I would say six months, you're six months now 
the elections in October. They've been campaigning for like the last six months. We're not in the middle of an election. Sure. No one's paying attention to the election. No one pays attention to the election until like the day before. That, that's right. But, but, you know, in fairness, there are people who, you know, um, who have paid a certain amount of money. And maybe, maybe what the province could do, maybe what Doug Ford's government could do is could say, look, we'll reimburse people for reasonable expenses, etc. Now, uh, th- there's precedent here, of course. It, it, it went in 1998. The province, remember, decided to create the quote mega city, get rid of the existing six local municipalities, and uh, yep. and there was a referendum, public consultations went, and and it was even challenged in court. But the court said, no, no, the province can do this. But you know what? I came to mind for me today, Alex, mm. I, and I just to remind everybody <laughs> to remember back in. 2013 November, when Mayor Rob Ford, may he rest in peace, was the center of controversy at at City Hall. And what happened then? Well, you may recall the City Council voted that brought motions to take away his powers. Of course. And why did they do that? The reason they did it was they asked the province to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And the province said at that time, no, we're not going to do it. So they then had to pass their own motions. And you remember the, the, the controversy about how in the world do you start taking power away? But many members of that council, who I think some of, of them are still there. Oh, yes, of course they're, they're going to um, die there. You know, and it was, <laughs> so, you know, and it was... They were passed by council. You remember, it could have impacted his his ability to provide leadership, it, all his his procedural powers, and 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 it, and you know, at the time, the former mayor said, you know, he was going it was going to be an outright war against city council, etc. But the province then said, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> so it's it's kind of interesting. Well, it is interesting, but the bottom line is, if the province wanted to get rid of city council altogether. Yeah. It could. It literally could. So right, they're not right. going to, but no. they, the, the, you're right. The reason the city council exists at all is because of the province. They created yet another level of, of bureaucracy. Right. And I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think their court cases, and it might slow things down. It's not going to stop it. So, well, you know, it, it will be, it'll be decided really by, by an injunction. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a very specific legal test. And if they're actually going to go this route, uh, now, now listen, they may not even do it. Remember, the motion was to get advice. Yeah. And maybe, oh, some, yeah. They had, they had to, they had to, to debate and argue and talk. And then they had to take two days to write up, like, the reasons. <laughs> and then Monday they had to debate another six or seven hours. Like, yeah. these people are nuts. So, uh, Sorry, so, but, I say that with respect. But from a legal point of view, it's <laughs> going to be nuts. it's going to be really really interesting to see what's going to happen here. But but I did start thinking back about when when Rob Ford lost those powers and and everybody went what and they well we needed it we needed it to wasn't it. undemocratic yeah. then <laughs> it's yeah. only now you know yeah, it when it's against the Fords undem- yeah it seemed even more undemocratic <laughs> yeah. but anyway let's talk about this case out of London um, yeah. that kind of made headlines last week where we had this 39 year old London man who now is named Philip McLaughlin, charged with assault, forcible confinement, and causing a disturbance. And the allegation stems to this alleged incident inside a grocery store where he looks not to be letting out a person, an ethnic person, and they are in a bit of a squabbling match. But they, uh, do you have the audio of that? Here, here's a bit of the audio of what the guy was uh, doing. Let's go. He can't make a citizen's arrest. What are you going to assault me, right? 
But then you call the, pol the police on him. Yeah, let's go. Don't touch so him. there's no question that um, the guy that is now accused uh, looks to be, you know, not allowing this guy out. But here's what bothers me about this case. There's a few things that bother me about this case. But this thing went viral. 2.4 million people saw it on social media. What, and in the weeks. yeah, and in the and in the um, in the article, the police said, you know, social media played a huge role in making sure justice is served. That that's not how we do police investigations based on a reaction for a social well, media I mean it's, it's part of the investigative tools is it not Alex? well I mean, you know like, it's one like, thing to to have a piece of video and say yes we can charge because we've got enough evidence it's another thing though Lauren if 2.4 million people liked something and then the police decide oh okay well we better get in there and charge someone yeah so so the the the, the and and what's important and what you're saying to underscore it uh, is is you have public opinion we talk about it all the time, the court of public opinion. Yeah. So now you have the court of public opinion. The court of public opinion raises its voice 2.4 million times, uh, potentially. And, and now they say, well, look, it, police can't ignore this. Uh, it may have been nothing at the time, or it may have been something that they looked at and didn't do anything, but it's now out there. And, and uh, what are we supposed to do? By the way, uh, the, the answer to the question that I just asked, what are you supposed to do? You're not supposed to do anything. You're not supposed to charge somebody because, uh, uh, because somehow something's gone viral and there's a massive, massive backlash. And, uh, and you say to yourself as a pool, well, we better do something because look at this. Because we don't now. want the backlash of another uh, viral uh, scolding. Yeah, I mean, it's and, and you and I have been talking about these. It seems it's happening now, mm -hmm. uh, like once or twice a week now. Yep. You know, somebody caught on camera, uh, somebody doing something uh, that, that is potentially, quote, hate-related, yeah. um, gets all over the Internet. It gets literally published everywhere, and all of a sudden, that's it. And it's like when tires come off of trucks. You yeah. do weeks and weeks and weeks of these stories, it becomes a big outrage, and then another story will catch it, and that'll go viral. And yeah. Once something goes viral and yeah. it goes around the world, what it does is it has the ability to then set the agenda and force police, others, to say, oh, we better react maybe in a different way than we were going to be reacting before. We don't want to be perceived as just taking, you know, not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's huge. I know. Huge. It's crazy. Okay, I got to leave on that note. Thank you. My pleasure. Make sure you get that music next week, because I, I think a lot of people will be talking about how much they missed it, Alex. Our production values here are enormous. <laughs> we did have it. I don't know where it went, but we'll get it back. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Lauren Honigman joining us tonight to discuss a couple of big headlines. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.